0: And if we do a show here, yes. You know,
1: yeah, you. We do. <laughs> we're doing a show.
2: You're already recording,
1: aren't It's yeah? a Harry Potter show.
0: Uh, Harry three, Potter two, one.
3: Hey there, Canada. I'm David Fitzgerald, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist.
0: Ah, coming at you from Bible Bell BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I asked my girlfriend why she never blinked during foreplay. She said she didn't have time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn. Joining me as usual is the team that absolutely looks like they need a drink. He uh, thinks a coffee.
4: Uh, coffee, yes, <laughs> coffee, coffee.
0: He think that what's better than roses on a piano are tulips on an organ. Scott. <laughs> Uh. And her smile is like Expelliarmus Simple disarming Oh
1: my god you did a Harry it
0: Potter
1: oh, man, I told you is. <laughs> That's oh, hard for the crackle, guys. was just my excitement.
0: <laughs> and she'll treat you like a pirate and take your booty, Kirsten. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> guys, welcome back. Uh, so today we'll be talking to our old friend, Luke Fevin. We'll be talking again uh, how uh, religion is trying to insert itself into the school system, especially here in Alberta and BC.
2: Trying
0: to? Well, yeah, they're trying to. <laughs> they're they're in there. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Not as bad as other places. <laughs>
0: But first, let's do a bit of chit-chat. Well, guys, uh, another school shooting, another week, oh. another school shooting in, uh, <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, this is the 6th uh, in 2018. They're having like one a week now, a school shooting, a mass school shooting, one that's a week. That's
2: pretty bad wow, when you say, what day of bad. the week is it? yeah, oh, it exactly. must be Tuesday. There was a school shoot. What what day did this one happen on?
0: It happened actually on Valentine's Day. On did Valentine's yeah. Day, which was Wednesday uh the it's, suspect is a nu- wednesday nicholas cruz he's a 19 year old uh, young man uh he was a student that was expelled um and he came back to the school he killed three people outside and then he entered the school and pulled a fire alarm and as people were leaving oh
1: my god
0: they started shooting and killed 12 more
1: so did, i'm just jumping here for a second so did they confirm that he was the one that pulled the fire alarm
0: uh, I don't know at this point. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen that.
1: Because I, I wow. knew the fire alarm was pulled. I just didn't know if they had confirmed that he did it yeah. or not. So
0: 17 have died in total. Uh, he was apprehended. Uh, and uh, this was at the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. <sighs> this is sad. This yeah. this is sad, and it's not the first. And, I, and I, I, I don't know what to say about something like this. Because, you know, it's like, what is, what is it going to take?
2: What is it going to take for all them those to those families. It? All those oh, families yeah. now have lost child i mean Mm -hmm. and
0: it's very hard for us to understand as canadians because i I think there's something wrong in the mentality of the american population as a whole and actually we'll do the top 10 a bit later on and we'll explain some of it a bit further because there are some things that are very interesting about americans but you know I, i i find it difficult to understand that when you talk to americans they seem to think that under every rock and behind every nook there's a bad guy waiting to shoot you and it's, it's because
1: everyone has a gun.
0: Yeah. and, and You know, the uh, I had a friend that tell me on, on, uh, on uh, social media, oh, you know, if they prefer their guns over their, their, their children, fuck them. And <laughs>
2: you know, it's almost hard to disagree uh, with that. It, it is. I, I was reading an article last night. Um, it was written by an American. Huh? You could tell the bias was there. But what China thinks of... Mm. You guys, now, I'm not saying that China's any... And, and I apologize to any Chinese people listening... China's not a great country. They've got human rights issues. They have Hell pollution else. issues. They have problems. Yeah. However, with over one and a, well, almost one and a half billion people living in China... They do not have the gun violence the United States has with 350 million people. And this
0: would—it's another thing that bothers me. It seems the Americans are so America-centric; they can't seem to figure out that other countries around the world have solved this issue.
2: They've—they figured it out. uh, We've figured it out. We figured out that you know if you control the guns and you make it harder for people to get the guns, it doesn't mean. Canada think- has more guns per capita than the United States Yes, does. yes. We actually have more guns it's per capita. It's person a really gun loving country has. here. But we have tighter controls on how you get those guns. So not any Yahoo can what how does a nineteen year old run around with guns?
0: With an AR fifteen.
2: With an AR fifteen. Yeah. And what's he doing with an AR? That's an assault weapon. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That is an urban assault weapon.
0: Well, oh, it's it's the civilian equivalent of the M sixteen. Exactly. absolutely is. It is. You're an, an ex military guy. You know it's exactly. It's an urban
2: assault weapon, and, and nobody's going to tell me any different on that. It's mm. using the same round. It, it you're it's not, capable you're, of killing.
0: Yeah, you're not hunting deer with this. You know, it's 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 what it, it's. Well, it's even if you
2: were hunting deer, I mean, you want to use a 30 or or any rifle. But uh, it, uh, is, is dangerous in the hands of somebody who wants to hurt people.
0: Yeah, I I was listening to a uh conservative uh, media outlet the other day there and they were, uh, they had the uh, ex Vice President Biden on and he was telling, you know, of people are concerned, because it's a big thing in the States, they're always concerned that see, somebody's going to break into their, their, their house and, and rob them. Yeah, and but them. if
1: you have a gun, the person can get the gun.
0: Yeah, well, the, 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 the vice president said, all you need for a situation like that, if you really think it's a, it's a possibility, which I think, if you, I'd love to look at the stats because I think it's probably more rare than people think it is, uh, that a shotgun is good enough. And the the response from the right wingers was okay so you shoot the first two arm robbers what about the after wait what well, do you think there's, to- like roving gangs of arm robbers <gasps> coming
1: at you here <laughs> it's not the purge <laughs>
0: exactly you think these well, are like I mean, zombies coming at you? A, sh-
2: a shotgun uh, i'm sorry why would you use something that is definitely a killing weapon yeah. unless you're uh, unless yeah. you're talking like a 16 gauge or but uh, uh, even if you're, a 16 if you got a 12, just <laughs> you got a 12 gauge shotgun and you're Popping somebody at a close range, you're going to cut them in half. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like,
0: so, so yeah. let's let's say for example, there is a couple of guys coming and trying to rob your house in, in, in a situation here, and they they confront you, and you have a shotgun, and a shot goes off. Not even in their. De- general direction. What do you think these guys are going to do? Pull out all their guns and shoot you dead and keep robbing the place? No, they're going to bolt out of there. That's how it works,
2: right? These people, Is anybody, they has they anybody don't... here ever heard a gunshot inside a building? Oh, it's loud. It's no, loud. I've loud. heard loud. one outside, and it's shot? Have you ever, shot, have you ever shot a 12-gauge, a 12-gauge uh, shotgun inside? I can't imagine. I wouldn't even want it with ear defenders on. Yeah. Inside a building. It's,
0: <clears throat> the, uh, the Americans need to understand that you cannot cowboy your way out of a gun problem right more guns is not going to make him safer it's going to make things worse bullets well, are going to start especially flying.
1: when you realize if if you if you are having a home robbery yes and your gun is immediately available to you that means it's loaded mm-hmm. it's it's right, right beside you and if it's always there it's going to be available to your children yes if you have a cat it might knock it over like like if it's yeah if it's, so readily available that you can get it in a stressful situation when people are robbing your house, then it is not secured. It and is and not- we know how
4: exactly. well that's
2: working for the Americans. Exactly. There was the one guy who was driving his vehicle with a holstered weapon. The weapon had a round chambered.
4: Oh my gosh. And it was cocked.
2: Yeah, That's smart. So he so supposedly smart. had the safety on, however he had a round chambered with a cocked weapon in the holster and uh, I think he ended up bleeding out in the truck because mm-hmm. it shot him in the leg and And basically, he bled out. It seems that there was a a safety instructor, a weapons safety instructor down in the States, and I laugh at this one all the time teaching people how to clean their firearms because that's part of the course. is, is, you know, when you're taking your firearm's safety. And he shot himself in the foot, teaching people how to clean the firearm. I'm sorry, but having loaded firearms around is a recipe for disaster when you have untrained civilians who are using And even the police down in the States have made fatal errors with their Mm -hmm. weapons.
0: And The the average civilian seems to think they're all going to be Rambos all of a sudden. Well, and And and
2: the thing
1: is, I find a lot of people, they... they watch movies and, and media yes. and think that that's how a gun works. Yes. yes, not realizing that media doesn't accurately portray what a gun is like. Yeah. you
2: like no, you they can't. don't
1: they don't show how loud Until they are. So you're on the
2: range firing, yeah. a weapon and and remember, on a range firing a weapon, that's a controlled circumstance. Mm, totally. Oh, absolutely. You're walking onto that range directly. Uh, directing that weapon downrange at a target and you have all the time in the world to make the decision to squeeze the trigger mm-hmm. you have all the time in the world to aim if somebody's breaking into your house you're not going to have no, that time no. you're going to be in a panic and I mm-hmm. can guarantee what's going to happen with most people they're going to fumble drop the gun probably shoot themselves <laughs> in, the, in the act yeah. Uh, yeah. or they're going to kill somebody and then find out it was either a friend who was checking I was in about on him, to say or the exact one of their thing. own kids or a neighbor who yeah. Was drunk and was coming home and went went into the wrong house. Something. And they're going to find out it was an unjustified killing.
0: Fear-mongering has become an industry in the States. And uh, the the, the number one culprit for this, which nobody's talking about, especially in the U.S., is their media. I mean, you just watch local news in the U.S., which is outrageously horrible uh, reporting, by the way. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Oh, tell, tonight we'll tell you how to change your spare tire on the side of the road without getting raped. Oh News at 11. Well, it's that stupid. And, it's and,
1: fear-mongering and, and, all the time. An example you can look at is um, a couple years ago when the Ebola um, yes. outbreak was happening in yeah. Africa. And you look at britain and their news coverage of it and they're like yeah don't worry about it guys if you have these symptoms go to the hospital we'll help you in america there's one case and they're like oh my gosh we're the all going world. to exactly. die exactly. Just the
0: end of the world it's it's become it's become an industry and the average american is swayed by that and they don't understand this mm-hmm. I, to our american listeners so that can listen to this show i would say i if you're going to get some news Take an outside source from the from the United States. Go to the BBC. Go to the CBC. You'll see there's a world of difference I, between American news and news outlets outside well, the, of the country. That,
2: on that, though, I've seen a couple of American news stories in, in recent days where it was about people who were being robbed or foiled a robbery and then basically... Befriended the criminal mm-hmm. And turned them around Actually helped them And said you know we, mm-hmm. There's something Going wrong here There was no gunplay involved mm-hmm. There was no They stopped robbery And then they turned around And took the burglar
5: out For a yeah. burger Or a Because well, most
1: people That are right. robbing you Especially if you're Not in like a 20,000 20 million dollar mansion Like if you're just in like a suburban they house. They probably that, need
2: whatever they're stealing. It's poverty. It's a poverty and, issue. And yeah.
1: they're doing it because they're desperate, not yeah. because they're yeah. overly malicious so, and wanting to so hurt you. So when you see
2: these stories, I wonder if maybe those news agencies are trying to set people up to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, sometimes the burglar or the, the crook isn't what you think they are. It's, right. It
0: sells. It, that's the thing. Yeah.
2: It but sells. But they're not what they think they are. And maybe Maybe you can actually hold out the olive branch or mm-hmm. hold out the hand and shake mm. and make that crime stop
0: and you also you have to remember you since, don't need a gun since ronald reagan the american news there was a law that said you know it had to be truthful and verified and all that they don't have that anymore american mm. news does not by law have to actually be no. truthful it just has to sell fake news and what's what <laughs> exactly and what sells the most <sighs> crime horror, violence. fear yep. exactly fear. Fear anyway violence moving on uh do you guys hear there's an oregon woman uh, she's the first person to have a um, a new eye worm parasite.
1: Uh, what? Oh, what? I
0: read yeah. about this. Apparently, it's a parasite way. that was only found in cattle, and it's spread by flies oh. that feed on eyeball lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the CDC found there was fourteen eyeworms in this woman, and now the, the, the species was called Cezalia. Well, yeah, they remove them.
5: Okay. <laughs> you
0: know, they kinda, I guess they have to make a cut and pull Just them out. Oh, that's so
6: disgusting.
1: cool. <gasps> oh, I wonder if it's on no. YouTube. No, 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 no.
6: Oh, it
0: probably is. <laughs> oh, my
6: gosh, I'm going to go watch so it. Go watch it on your
0: phone. There's there's okay. plenty of these kind of videos. Of, oh,
1: no, I watch a lot of them. Yeah. I'm really so weird. So <laughs> the,
0: the, the species is uh, Cezalia gulosa and now is officially the
2: third species of ironworm for humans. Ew. Ooh.
1: Hey, at least it's not a bot fly.
2: I think Ew. a bot fly in your eye That would be the end of your eye Oh,
1: oh my gosh Have Yeah guys don't Google that It's gross
0: Are uh, you guys following the Olympics?
1: No Well
0: last I checked What? There's Olympics on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last I checked Canada had four gold Five silver and four bronze For a total Blue. of 13 medals We're actually third overall Behind
2: Norway and Germany I'll, I'll be the first Go to us. offer Any of those medal winners Well actually any of the participants in, At all I'll buy you a coffee If yeah, you come through It's for yeah. Look me up Oh,
1: jumping in here! Did you guys um, see that they had the? Uh, it's a, it's a gold hockey stick. The that...
2: golden hockey stick. No, but it's cool. Do you know the legend behind the golden no.
1: hockey stick? No, I just anyway, I just heard about, the story. about it. Okay, uh, do you know the legend? Or we don't
4: have, to over that. We the have story. time for that. do oh, the story. We don't have time for that. Oh, okay,
1: but it's cool because they had it in Vancouver, and they it counts how many like you tap it on the ground, and it has a counter in it. So it counts how many people tap it, and they had it, I think, there for a couple days, and there was like over, I think it was like over twenty thousand people. Mm. Wow! That tapped it, and then today it's going up to Whistler, and then they're bringing it to uh, pyongyang Oh, really? Um, to cool. the Olympics. That would be cool. Yeah. Hmm. Like.
0: Okay, moving on. Um, February 9th, there was a jury, an all-white jury, right here in Canada, that found a Gerard, a Gerard Stanley, 56, not guilty of second-degree murder of Colton Bushdie, 22, native native fellow, happened in Saskatchewan. Yeah. The kid was killed when he and four of his other friends drove onto Stanley's property, rural property near uh, bigger Saskatchewan. Um, Stanley uh, basically says that uh, sorry, yeah. Stanley says it was an accidental discharge of his, of his weapon. And this happened in August 2016. People are very divided about this. Um, They're actually even opposing fundraisers, and they've raised about $200,000. The question is, at this point, would a First Nation jury rule otherwise on this?
2: Uh, We weren't party to the case. We don't know any of the evidence. I've heard the stories. Mm -hmm. And based on the stories, the accidental discharge of the weapon... Uh, killing Mr. Boushee is quite plausible Okay. it is quite plausible let, And uh, let me add a few
0: things here um, Saskatchewan has a history of the KKK that's been there since 1926 the RCMP failed to inform the mother of when the accused would appear in court uh, the victim was shot in a car the RCMP didn't cover the car and when it rained it washed the blood away the footprints and everything uh, the blood splatter expert couldn't examine the car because of this. Yeah, hmm. it makes it That's, very, it very sounds suspicious. suspicious. It's been botched.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Either botched. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, no, botched. When I say botched, like, I mean either intentionally or unintentionally it like was botched. That's what people are
6: arguing. Dealing about. with the evidence properly. Like, come on, guys. This is. Yeah. This is I like. I feel like that why should be kind you, kind cover, why don't you put a
0: tarp over the car the, or something?
2: Uh, like I say the, the only thing that I believed in the entire story that I've read so far mm-hmm. was. I thought I put two rounds in the weapon. I fired two rounds and then I dry clicked. Okay, mm-hmm. he dry clicked. So, in other words, there's no more ammunition in the weapon. Nothing's. And he was holding the gun when he went over to, to Bushi in the car. And the gun then went off. Well, it turns out there was a third round in the gun, and the third round mm-hmm. was uh, a misfire. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm he just happened to be holding the gun in the wrong position and shot the guy in the head. That is very plausible. And again, this is, what is this guy doing with a handgun? Okay, first off, we're not allowed to use handguns in Canada. So for him to be walking around with a handgun, right away, the the red flags start going up. Yeah. Okay. The other side of it, though, is what was Bushi and his friends doing in the car? Um, Because the story, well, the story was that they crashed... They crashed their vehicle, then they went to try and steal a vehicle, and somehow they ended up on his property with a car with a flat tire. Well, there's something missing here. I'm I'm missing a whole part of the story. So there there's a whole bunch of things that are wrong with this whole case, and yeah, I agree with the natives. They are up at, his family is up in arms mm-hmm. right now because because how did this happen and how did he, this guy get acquitted? Yeah. Like how, how did he get acquitted? And because there's yeah. something wrong here. And yeah, something like least, the even mans- tell her a
1: manslaughter. When? Like, you did kill someone. He killed
2: someone and he should be paying a price for killing someone. Whether it was accidental or not, well, mm-hmm. he was accidental. He was using an illegal weapon. It's still your fault. And it's, pointing it in their direction. You know like, what I mean? You're yeah. right. Manslaughter, he should be spending some time behind bars. And uh, yeah, it it's a sad case. It's a very yeah. sad case that another person no matter what the circumstances, that person's dead now, and there's no way to bring that person mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: it's kind of sad in that sense.
6: You know, at the end of everything with all that crazy, like, you know, trying to figure out, fill in these missing puzzle pieces, that is the end. That is the there end. There is a that, life
2: lost, that, and there is no way is dead, to bring that back. there's no way to bring them back. Exactly.
0: Right? Um, do you guys, here's a funny story. You guys hear there's some Texas researchers in a chopper were flying low to tag some elks? And an elk, they tried to, they they threw a net on one of the elks, and the elk jumped so high, it jumped like 10 feet. Plus, and they crash into the rotor oh, of the
3: helicopter. No. Oh my gosh! Did it die?
0: Well, the elk is dead. Oh, and the helicopter oh. crash. Helicopter crash. Go uh, elk. <laughs> the researchers okay. Thank oh, you. Okay? Okay.
6: Why were they throwing a net they on a live to... elk that wasn't tranquilized? Well, well, I guess no, instead no, of tranquilizing, the, yeah,
2: they throw the net down to to immobilize it. Slow the elk, it down. Okay. And tranquilize okay, it. I got you. Then, then and then it. they tranquilize it, and then they tag it. And then when it wakes up from the tranquilizer, of course, they it's released. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> so, I just feel like if this large animal is running, you
2: think you'd want to be a little higher. You think. Not only that
6: because and I feel like I feel like a net is just like
2: no, the net's actually really good because yeah. what it does is it slows them down. It just—it's not going to yeah, trip the them up for really anything. It's—it's it's, it's it's designed, slow them designed down. in a way that it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, these
1: aren't just random people. These are people who have all yeah, these. they are actually know well, I wasn't yeah.
2: expecting it to yeah. just be
6: random people. Yeah.
0: Okay, and here's here's another funny animal story. Uh, did you guys hear that uh, scientists uh, apparently have taught a killer whale to say hello? <gasps>
1: Really? This is
0: Wiki, the 14-year-old Wiki. in France. A killer whale is in France uh, at the SeaWorld. And scientists are shocked by this because it demonstrates that culture can be transmitted. Now, it's well, it's or been well-known. Or
1: mimicry? Yes.
0: But because, yes. Because if you're, you're mimicking, therefore you can transmit patterns and, and things they're doing. Uh, orcas have been known for a long time.
2: I, I don't know if I qualify that as culture. Well, you're, you're definitely able to teach language.
0: Yeah, but if you if, think of a dialect,
2: right? A but dialect teach, is part can of culture. I teach my dog to listen to me. Yes, and and the dog can learn about fourteen to twenty words.
0: Well, yes, right? but it's learning your culture, right? In a way.
2: Oh uh, no, it's learning. Uh, it's learning the words of a
0: language. Yes. Yeah. Well, so orcas have different dialects and accents, and mm-hmm. were, accents. Yes. Yeah. Between uh-huh. different in, species
1: in in their oh, sorry, um, calls. They're,
0: they're, yeah, different not Very species, cool. different different families. Yeah. So
1: this is obviously
2: different a calls. French. It's a French killer whale. <laughs> right, it's got a French accent. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Oh yeah. I well, am the killer whale. It's really <laughs>
1: interesting because that this is one issue that they've run into when they mix different when they capture orcas from the wild from different pods and try to mix them yes, in, in the same tank. They, can't, they communicate can't communicate with each other.
0: It's almost like they're speaking a different language yeah. or a different dialect. Yeah. I have get a little clip here. Let's listen to what the whale oh, says. Yes.
5: Hello. <laughs>
0: That was it. That is
5: so cute. <laughs> it's
0: quite adorable. Absolutely. Now the
1: question is, does it know when to use it?
0: Well, we don't know yet.
2: But, you know, the, the, these cetaceans are obviously very smart, too. Yeah. Oh, he probably does know when to use it.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. like, yeah. That, that would he be... He witnesses
2: it enough with his trainers, right?
1: That yeah. would be the difference between, like, what a parrot can do.
2: It, it, it's kind of a, an interesting like thing. understanding because, it. You know, we say hello,
0: and, of course, we're using our teeth, our tongue, and our lips, they don't have the same, they have a tongue, they have teeth, but they don't have lips like we do. Mm-hmm. They certainly can you know, do an O sound or a M mm or something yeah, like that. I right? think
2: the only thing they could make would be a T sound. Yeah. So instead the, of the piece. So, so they they P sound, they're doing something what
0: they hear and they're doing something as they can reproduce as closely, as faithfully as possible. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, did you guys hear that the federal government has decided to help the press? they decided that through the Canada Periodical Fund uh they're going to uh, give some uh, they're going to start subsidizing some of the press oh
1: my gosh that is so that is such a good idea
0: it is good news this uh, this uh, annual fund is actually uh, there to usually uh, uh it helps magazines and non-profit uh, but now they're going to expand it uh and they are going to use this fund to help uh, some of the local uh uh papers like the Toronto Star and all these Mm -hmm. big papers to adapt to a digital age and the reports are talking about about 75 million dollars annually wow of course the conservatives are up in arms about this right away but wow
1: well because one of the biggest issues facing the journalist industry right now is that people like there's so many cuts that people are having to do people aren't Able to do good journalism anymore because exactly. they don't have the time because they have to pump out like ten stories in an hour.
0: Yeah, and they're they're cutting back on reporters, and and,
1: and that's wow. that's a huge reason why you get cross media. You get one story that is like the same across everything mm-hmm. because yeah. people just oh they've they've done this story. Let's just look at read their story. Let's basically yeah. rewrite them, it in our
0: own words. Yeah, yeah. Alright, thanks guys for this. So, moving on, we'll do our top... Nancy's not here this week, so I'm going to have to do the top 10
2: got the top ten? I've got the top ten. What have you got for a top ten?
0: Well, actually, instead of going with Nancy's top ten... Sorry, Nancy, but, you know, in the, in the events that happened this week, <laughs> uh, in Florida, especially in the States... Here are the top ten bizarre things the U.S. believes.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited!
0: I'm kind of hoping this was the direction uh, you were going. I'm sorry, when you were talking all earlier. American
1: I'm listeners, s- we're about to ridicule yes, this, you guys. This, this is, this is, I'm sorry,
0: guys. Yeah, I'm sorry to our American listeners. This is tough love. We, we do actually this is love tough, our. American we do. Listeners. We do. But this is this is what your
1: country's a bit sketchy, but you
4: guys are awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> this this is something that we find as an outside as outsiders really bizarre. Number ten. Did you know that 7% of all Americans And we've talked about this before Believes that chocolate milk Comes from brown cows Wow yes.
2: What do you mean? It
0: doesn't? <laughs> this is a study that was actually done By the dairy industry in 2017 Now 7% it, of the American population That's 16.4 million Americans That's twice the city of New York Wow And that same in that same study 20% of Americans don't know That hamburgers actually comes from cows Do
1: you want to know what's funny though? <laughs> Probably all those people live in cities
0: it's quite possible. Because when you think <laughs> about the... On the farm, if you don't know exactly, this
1: on the farm, you're... Exactly. Yeah. It's probably the people so who grew up what in you cities.
2: 20% of Americans don't know hamburger comes from beef? Wait, right. 20%? 20%. One in five.
6: Don't you know hamburger comes from McDonald's? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that, that's from an insane. a box of frozen burgers, yeah. Just, just right. like
0: milk comes from the store.
1: That's an insanely large count. number.
0: Yeah, they also don't know what farm animals
2: eat. That's Grass, green, <laughs> uh, actually, Grain actually nowadays, corn? <laughs> at, nowadays, most of us aren't sure what farm animals <laughs> eat anymore. Yeah,
1: well, it changes at our farm periodically.
0: Number nine, and this I think explains a lot about what ha- what uh, their gun problems in the states. Americans believe they are systematically harassed by groups of people for no reason. So, term for this, it's called gang stalking.
1: Wait, I don't even
2: understand I what that what means. I know what gang stalking is, and yes, that actually is a thing.
0: It, it, there's an unknown number, but a significant number of Americans that suffer from this type of paranoia. It's a, ph- a phenomenon that spiked out, especially after 9-11, and feeds on conspiracy. Wait, I
1: Americans don't... Americans have
0: a tendency to believe that people are out there to
2: get them. I don't get it. Okay, Like, so walking down the street, I'll...
1: you think, like, oh my gosh, everyone... No,
2: no, no, I'll run you a, a scenario, okay, okay. because I know someone this is happening to now.
5: Oh, that sucks.
2: Um, pick a target... Now, I talk to you because you work in the same area as the target. I talk to you because I know that you do deliveries to the target area. And everybody keeps an eye on Joe Blow. And uh, every time Joe Blow turns around, there's somebody watching him. So it's just Joe Blow's walking down. Well, it turns into total paranoia. Joe Blow's walking through the aisle at Canadian Tire. And all of a sudden, he sees the same person who came in the door with him, like followed him in. Drove into the parking lot, followed him in, and he's walking down a random aisle and yeah, he looks over, and this guy, this guy's looking at him, and then looks down at the yeah. package that he's holding in his hand. This, this, this right? explains oh, wow. very well,
0: like the Red Scare of the '50s, yeah. the jihadist thing of the after 9/11, or the immigration problems they have with Mexicans and all that. They think people are out there to get them, and explains also the gun, why they hold on to the gun
2: so tightly, because if how, you're the average American, that thinks of- everybody's out there to get him. How
1: me. often is well, this?
2: Uh, do you, don't know we don't, you don't, uh, even we don't know, know if it's real. You don't know if it's real. You don't know if it's not. It could just be paranoia or it could be something else. Now, the person yeah. that I was talking to, it was more than paranoia because they were able to witness it. Hmm. It was, it was a, somebody that they knew who was going through it. And then they went with the person and they were able to witness the events and go, wow.
0: Okay. So Number eight. 25%. And that's one quarter. Of all Americans believe, God influences the Super Bowl.
2: What? Yes. And they don't just
0: pray, they also think that actually God sways the game in their favor. Well,
2: yeah, that's right. We all know that, we all know that God's a Patriots fan. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he lost last time,
2: didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he can't win them all. <laughs> Satan had a hand in there.
0: Number seven. 12 million Americans believe lizard people secretly run the U.S. and the world. This yeah, was also and they all
1: they all watch Alex Jones. Yeah,
0: this was all <laughs> popularized by David Icke in his book. This is four percent of the population. This Belief is not insignificant.
2: People exist.
0: Yes. One. Uh, a Pew Research said that some uh, it's the same. It's more than the population of Jews in the U.S. and more than the population of Muslims and Buddhists and all that combined. Wow!
6: Wow!
0: Reptilians out there!
6: Exactly. Wow! Number
0: six. Many Americans believe HTML, the computer term HTML, is actually an STD. What? What? Yes. This is 11% of 18 and over, and very prominent in the not tech-savvy population, obviously. They also believe that MP3 was a Star Wars droid. 18% believe Blu-ray is a sea creature. Oh, my God. And 12% said USB, as opposed to USA,
2: was a forgotten country in Europe.
1: Is this this all, like,
2: 80-year-old people in the States? Could be. Could be. be. It's just random surveys, right? Yeah. So...
0: Number five, as many Americans believe in Bigfoot as in the Big Bang Theory.
1: That is depressing. In
0: 2014, Chapman University survey, uh, in that survey, 20% believe in fortune tellers. Thirty uh, percent believe Bigfoot as a, as uh, is the same percentage as the Big Bang. Fifty percent think that childhood vaccines are safe, which means there's the other fifty percent think they're not safe. Forty-five percent believe Satan causes most harm in the world, <laughs> and forty percent believe in evolution. As opposed to 60% that don't And 25% believe the sun revolves around the earth What?
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: What?
2: 25% of the American population believes the sun revolves around the earth Okay, that scares me But then again, they believe in Bigfoot too, so
0: Well, you know what? I'd rather believe in Bigfoot at that point There's a possibility with Bigfoot at least Wow Um, Number four 50% 50% of Americans believe major news are making up stuff about Donald Trump. <laughs> this is from a tw- uh, uh, survey from a Politico Fake in Bush. 2017. Yeah, 76% of Republicans believe that, and 11% of Democrats. And 28% of all Americans wish the government could censor the news.
1: That is terrifying.
0: That is terrifying. What?
3: That,
1: that That is terrifying. Um, It's like people... Um, look at a history book, look at fascist nations, look at what happens when authoritarians take Mm -hmm, over, mm -hmm. the first thing they go for is the news.
0: And 21% are unsure.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Number three. Many Americans believe dinosaurs and humans coexisted.
1: <laughs> can oh I? Can my. I just? <laughs> the Flintstones was a documentary. No, about. guys, I used to believe that too. No. <laughs> I was one of those people.
0: They're, talk, they're, we talk about, you. they're talking about forty-one percent of all Americans. Thank you, creationism.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I was one of those people, and then I'm not
0: anymore. Number two, <laughs> half of the American population believes global warming will harm America, but not them personally.
1: Seriously.
0: I know. This is, this is this is this is impressive um, mental gymnastics. So, I don't know how
1: you figure that out. Uh, do do Americans not understand how connected the globe is? Exactly. Like like not even just on an economic level, but on a eco, eco I can't say, ecological. ecological level. Like if if the crops in Florida and California are affected, then you yeah, aren't going to be getting your food. Like, yeah,
0: it's almost like they think that it's only going to affect the very poor, but since I'm, I'm, I've got a job, it's not going to affect me kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's no, a that's weird, weird.
0: It's a weird mental gymnastic. <laughs> and number one, barely any, any American knows anything about their own constitution. I uh, yeah, can understand I, that. I I
2: would, I would no, I, you know what? That's sad because the American constitution is one of the greatest documents ever written. Yes.
0: Now, one third of them couldn't name a right protected by the First Amendment,
1: the right to speak, Free speech? Free speech. <laughs> free
0: speech. <laughs> one third of them could name any branch of government, whether executive, legislative, or judicial. And I'm a Canadian, guys, so imagine yeah. this. I know this, and I'm a Canadian. I'm not even an American.
1: <laughs> to and be one... fair, you're reading off of paper.
0: Yeah,
2: but no, no, I don't well, have we I don't this have it guys. We, we were taught this. Yeah. And this is basic. Okay,
1: just yeah. for American listeners, Canadians in school are taught about America.
0: Well, a to a, a to a point, to a point. To a point yeah. Oh yeah, my
1: my twin Canadian sister. History's not that great. <laughs> my twin sister in um, grade ten learned learned about the Civil War in America. Mm.
0: <laughs> One third didn't recognize the Bill of Rights. Seriously, ten wow. percent had no idea why it was drafted in the first place. <gasps> why would you draft the Bill of Rights? No idea. Mm. Sad. <laughs> Maybe to give you rights, that is you know. Sad. In the 1950s, this is a funny little story. In the 1950s, there was a reporter that walked around with the Declaration of Independence on a clipboard and asked people that it, it told people it was a petition.
1: Oh my god! Of, of
0: 111 people that he asked to sign, one person recognized what it was and signed it. Twenty accused him of being a communist, and one person even <laughs> said it was the Russian Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wonder. Okay why America is in the mess it's in today
2: yep they're obviously not teaching the right things in school because one of the first things that children should be learning once they're of an appropriate age is what that constitution means you can teach all about what's in the constitution but what it means Mm -hmm. because there's a whole lot of meaning there what their bill of rights is what their you know how the country came to be and they just don't know it it's scary
0: yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Well, oh,
2: the other, I've, I've heard Americans say, you know, the Constitution's written in stone. Yeah, that's why we have a First Amendment, a Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written in stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much for this, guys. But it's time for a segment that we always love called...
1: Wait, do I have to start it? I forget what starts. Or are you just really slow?
0: Just takes time to load. Oh. <laughs> Another brilliant
2: moment. I love this
0: song. Brought to you by religion. Okay. We're
1: such professionals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In today's not all shocking episode of Christian pastors blaming women for their own bodies and for sexual abuse, extremist Kevin Swanson, remember that guy? That guy that sounds like yep. a ready-to-go meal? Had his moment, according to Swanson, Larry Nasser, You guys have followed this guy. Yeah, this is the coach I was essentially uh, touching a lot of young he girls. Was, he
1: was abusing. He was an Olympic doctor. Yeah, and he for like it was like thirty years has you- been abusing. The girls and women that yeah. he's been um, working he with.
0: He was convicted of sexually uh, assaulting underage girls. Uh, but uh, Swanson thinks that he did so because gymnastics contained, quote,
2: a fair amount of immodesty.
0: What? Yeah. I guess those eight-year-olds just
2: drop with their sexy shoulders. I've got an hair axe. Bun. I've got an axe. Take care of this guy <laughs> real fine.
1: It's it's really interesting because um, in his trial, one of the fathers... Of um, the girls he abused actually tried to attack him? Yes.
2: Well, no. I know, I'm right? sorry, I'm going to say this, Kevin. I apologize for the profanity, but no shit, <laughs> Sherlock. Um, it was really go. nice,
1: though, because the judge was like, yeah, no, I understand why you
2: did it. Yeah, let's get him restrained. Yeah, that's what the they did. Piece. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Quote, there is an infatuation with the body and of course the sexual aspects of the body as well.
1: Not of an eight-year-old girl. Exactly.
0: Some sports encourage immodesty, revealing large portions of the body, and this happens in some sports. These are risky sports. <laughs> Here they are. What are those risky sports? Gymnastics. Gymnastics and swimming. These are the sports which have an added risk, he says.
6: Oh my god, you can see legs.
0: <laughs> no, that's awful. <laughs> so, Swanson oh, uh, opposes the idea that men are just acting according to their masculine nature. Oh it's female gosh. temptation that's to blame. Of course, blame the victim. Quote Do you really want your daughters involved in a sport that involves a fair amount of immodesty in which red blooded American males' coaches are interacting with these girls?
1: Um, that right there, there is the problem. All- yeah.
2: Yeah, you. <laughs> because that coach is there for the mechanics of the gymnastics. They're yeah. trying to teach these girls how to. Move their bodies to not hurt themselves mm-hmm. and perform yeah. the. Um, Flips and. The, yeah, perform the, the actual gymnastics. Yeah. They're not there to have sex with the girls. And you know what? The axe that I was discussing was for chopping his hands off, and mm-hmm. then we could pray to him in front of those girls <laughs> to say, This is what happens to people who abuse you.
0: You just want to chop off the hand?
2: <laughs> chop Actually, off another part. Well, we can I chop off mean... another part too, but I mean, the hands are good because I'm assuming that's what he was using to. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, here's another story. Uh, This is a local one. Uh, An Ontario PC leadership candidate, Doug Ford.
1: Oh, I heard about this. Remember
0: Rob Ford? Remember the mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford? Idiot Rob Ford Ford eventually died. His brother, Doug Ford, recently accepted endorsement from a pair of controversial pastors with a history of preaching hate. This is Charles McVitie and Paul... Melnitchuk. two pastors with a well-documented track of record of promoting homophobia and anti-semitism are singling Ford's praise as he works to lock down the support of Ontario's social conservative fringe well, isn't that great Doug yep. Ford, yeah,
2: wasn't he the one who did damage control for Rob? Yes, he was. He did a lot of damage control <laughs> for the train wreck.
1: Ah, right? uh, that must have been a lot of damage control.
2: Oh man! Well, every yes. every time every time Rob Ford turned around, it was, it was a new story in the news. The Americans were actually enjoying it. It yep, was like, wow, finally. look yeah. at this Canadian politician. He's awesome, right? We found one. We finally found one. Yeah, McVitie,
0: for example, is a former televangelist Deemed too extreme for the Christian TV stations What? Seriously? Yes In 2010, management yanked McVitie off the air Following complaints that he was broadcasting discriminatory comments According to a Canadian Broadcasting Standard Council ruling McVitie violated broadcasting codes By presenting distorted facts and abusive comments about homosexuals As uh, specifically comments that suggested that homosexuals prey on children that's well so isn't that gross. great to have like these kind of people in your corner when you're conservative? It's so great. So Ontario, yeah. keep an eye on that. Alright, moving on. One of the oh, this is this story. One of the highest-ranking officials in the Catholic Church stated that he would, quote, rather go to prison oh,
6: I heard than
0: report pedophilia to the police. This oh, so I heard disgusting. about this as well. Mm-hmm. This is Australia's most powerful clergy, Archbishop of Melbourne, Dennis Hart, says that he's prepared to be jailed for failing to report child sex abuse by pedophile
1: priest. That, like, how can you be... Actively supporting the Catholic Church when that is the people leading the church.
0: Well, this guy, uh, you know, in, in the Catholic Church, the, the uh, sacrament of confession is almost, they, they take it almost like lawyer yeah. client privilege.
2: But um, if, um, if they there... understand, I understand that, that makes it rather difficult. If that's what he's saying, that he won't take a confessional and report it to the police, then I have to. I almost have to agree with him there. There are certain things that are protected. Somebody comes to a priest and gives confession, then that's a protected yeah. thing. It's like going to your lawyer and saying, hey, this is what I did. What do I do now?
0: I understand that, right? but there, there there's needs to be a line drawn. right? If the guy comes in the confessional and starts admitting that he's been killing people left, right, and center, I'm sorry. you know, This is one of those things that you need to, even anonymously, go to the cops and say something about it. Yeah. And attacking children is the same thing. If you I mean, if you want to say anyone. if the guy says you know I've been cheating on my wife and I sold money oh, from yeah. the company and you don't want to reveal that because you know it's a confession fine I understand that but when other people are actually in danger you know what yeah P- put your well, sacrament aside. and
1: and also is this specifically talking about other clergy members yeah, abusing I think children
2: that's what he, that's what he was talking about
1: it's not just like people in but your the, the congregation mem- it's it's yeah. other clergy members but all the
0: clergy members also go through confession as well yeah yeah they
1: have to it's it's, it's really interesting because I have um, a sister who goes to a Catholic church and she doesn't like Disney because she thinks Disney um, is like a pedophile ring. (laughs) And then I'm just like, um, you go to a Catholic church. (laughs) I don't
2: understand. The irony (laughs) is so thick. I know. Disney does it for money. The Catholic church does it for God.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It Uh. is money, too. The Catholic church is not poor. So he made the shocking statement in response to the Australian Royal Commission into institutional response to child sexual abuse, saying there should be no excuse, protecting nor privilege, for clergy who fail to alert police of abuse.
2: Well, that's, that's a fair.
0: Their Hart insisted that the sexual abuse was, quote, a spiritual encounter with God through the priest and was of a higher what? order than criminal law. His Gosh, God comes can, before criminal can law. We, can,
1: can people in Australia listen to that and just, okay, we're going to keep a very close eye on this man?
2: Yeah. Like, Maybe they should read their Bible.
1: Let's just, like, have a police officer constantly tailing him. God's
2: well, law...
0: Is higher than man's no, law. No, wait a
2: minute, though. And this wait, is how... In the Bible, though, it says... In the Bible, Jesus actually said... Obey the... Obey the law. Not uh, just obey, obey God. You? He said obey the laws. But, right? but
1: obey the laws of the land.
2: Well, the laws of the land would say that pedophilia is yeah. wrong, right? <laughs> so, yeah. as the law cur-
0: currently stands, clergy are not legally obliged to report crimes to the police and disciplinary proceedings for criminal activity by members of the Catholic Church, Uh, Are handled internally by canon law, which operates independently of the regular law procedure. So, right now, that's the law in Australia. So, following an investigation by the Commission, officials believe that the Catholic Church is using, quote, confessional confidentiality as a cover for not reporting child sex abuse to the authorities.
2: Yeah. Okay, fair ball. Yeah. So, how many priests do you figure they have chained up in the bowels of the Vatican for (laughs) pedophilia?
1: If they've changed them up they don't
2: chain them up they, give oh, them, well, they move them around they
1: chain the children up <laughs> oh my
0: gosh oh goodness gracious oh. alright <laughs> what a weird world well thank you so much guys for this so well, let's take a break right now and when we come back we'll be with our old
2: friend Luke Ferrin oh. so stay with us if your skepticism is socially conscious and doesn't take itself too seriously you might like life, the universe, and
4: everything else great comfort his big stumper was literally which came first the chicken or the egg
6: a lot of the interviews took place in front of a building that said liberal arts (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing that they're not all science
5: majors
2: (laughs) life the universe and everything else available on itunes stitcher google play and pretty much anywhere else i don't know zoom is that still a
0: thing
4: A Canadian, a New Yorker, and a Southern Belle walked into a podcast. And all hell broke loose. Seriously, though, what happens when we three ladies get together? Well, definitely a lot of talking. And accents. Funny accents. Accents. Well, I don't have an accent, but my co-hosts sure do. We mix North, South, and the Great White North together for two hours of pure secular discussion. Nothing is off-limits. From goofy religions like Scientology, woo like ghost hunting and alternative medicine, to hardcore history, hermeneutics, sex, and science, we cover it all. What the heck is a hermeneutic? Well, it's not a guy named Herman who sings falsetto, that's for sure. Join Beth, Ashley, and myself, Deborah, every Monday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and we take you beyond the trailer park and bring the conversation to life. Join us live on YouTube and participate in the conversation via the Q&A system, or catch us later on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, and Nobex. Visit www.beyondthetrailerpark.com for links to the show and our upcoming schedule. Bring your wine and sweet tea and settle in for fun facts and free thinking. We happily wear the explicit tag, though, so make sure to wash out your mouth with something tasty before listening. That's live at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Come give us a like and a share, no matter what type of accent you have.
5: just, Just think about the Muslims at this moment, who are blowing themselves up, uh, convinced that they are agents of God's will. There is absolutely nothing that Dr. Craig can can say against their behavior in moral terms, apart from his own faith-based claim that they're praying to the wrong God. If they had the right God, what they were doing would be good on divine command theory. Now, I'm obviously not saying that all the Dr. Craig or all religious people are psychopaths and psychotics. But this to me is the the true horror of religion. It allows perfectly decent and sane people to believe by the billions what only lunatics could believe on their own. If you wake up tomorrow morning thinking that saying a few Latin words over your pancakes is going to turn them into the body of Elvis Presley, you have lost your mind. But if you think more or less the same thing about a cracker and the body of Jesus, you're just a Catholic.
0: All right, so joining us on the line is our old friend Luke Feverin. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Luke, thank you for coming back once again at Left of
7: the Valley. Good to be in the valley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Luke, last uh, last year in November, actually, we did a show with you and we started going on the subject of religion inserting itself into the school system and all that. And we could only do so much on that show. So you're back today to finish off and round off more of this. But for our listeners that may not have caught us, may, would you be so kind and of maybe just give us a brief uh, description
7: as to who Luke Fevin is? Yeah, Luke Fevin is a uh, superhero that uh, lives... <laughs> In a small town, uh, just outside Edmonton, um, I am. I'm, I'm a dad of three, uh, three young kids uh, here in Alberta. Um, and something happened seven years ago, uh, where they they were forcing one of my kids to pray in a public school. Mm-hmm. And so we had a little bit of a little bit of an awakening over uh, that and religion in school. And since then. Um, I have gone on to co-found a group out here called A Pupil, A P U P I L. You can find us on Facebook. Yes. Rather cleverly called Albertan Parents for Unbiased Public Inclusive Learning, uh, a name that was supposed to be a placeholder seven years ago, and we've never changed it. <laughs> um, and we uh, we within A Pupil deal with uh, basically secular issues. Um, almost always within the education system, and so that has been uh, either the the favoritism of, or uh, actually the compelling rendition of the Lord's Prayer every mo- morning in public schools. Um, it has been the uh, the that old chestnut of giving out Gideon Bibles in public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fact that we have um uh evangelical religious organizations like the pregnancy care center um that here in alberta actually provide sex education uh in a number of our public schools but from a evangelical christian if really? you've had sex before you're married Gross. you're dirty and going to hell oh my perspective, gosh. which is uh obviously not great and um <laughs> my goodness is I. Uh, Whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of, of, of issues where religion has crept into not only our school system but our public school system um, uh, but of course today we are going to talk about the absolute madness uh, that is the education system here in Alberta happens in a couple of other provinces as well mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up like this if I may um, so Luke uh, how does Alberta run its education system? well uh funny you should ask uh, this is this, <laughs> he's doing my job now. This, is, this is this is this is what it looks like um so we have two uh two publicly funded state-run school systems here in alberta uh one for catholics and one for everybody else that's so weird
2: they do that in ontario too
7: isn't that completely mad like if if you come from alberta and you say that people go yeah yeah, yeah well, that's like, right that's, are, are that's catholics
1: what... <laughs> that much of the population in alberta
7: well now of course now, now we're getting off into a completely different oh. conversation. <laughs> they, 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 the, the number of catholics here is uh it's about 27 28 i think in the last census wow. that was done 10 years ago hmm. uh, and and that number is is slowly declining but not as fast as um uh anglicanism hmm. um now, but of course, you know what is a Catholic? Because you know, of that twenty-eight percent, um, you know, there was a there was a study done in two thousand and twelve that said fully one third, thirty-three percent of people that called themselves Catholic uh, didn't believe in a god. Uh, that was here in Alberta, and and of course. You know, they're they're they tend to be fairly progressive on um, taking the pill and using condoms, and uh, you know, fish on Fridays, and gay marriage is okay, and um, so you know, there there are Catholics and then there are proper Catholics. Mm-hmm. Cafeteria there, Catholics. There's There's not an awful lot of proper Catholics left, I don't think.
0: Hey, look, I gotta interrupt here. Do you ever hear the joke about these, uh, this imam and this rabbi that goes to the Catholic priest and they say, you know, we've been having problems with squirrels at our mosque and our, our synagogue, but you right here in your church, you don't seem to have any problems with the squirrel. What it, what's, your, what's your secret? And the Catholic priest told the, the imam and the rabbi, says, well, it's quite simple. We just baptize him and make him Catholics and he'll only show up for Easter and Christmas. <laughs>
2: so that's awesome (laughs) uh question for you Uh, yes do they have to be catholic to go to the catholic schools oh good question well because um, i know i know in ontario they don't anyone can go to the catholic schools
5: so
7: so here's the answer um if they have enough money um (laughs) i.e they've got enough students then you need to be catholic if if they don't have enough students and they have lots of room to take more students and take money uh, take public money then you don't have to be Catholic yes. um, and uh, and of course you know we can talk about discrimination hiring of teachers as well because the same thing happens with teachers which is completely mad it's a slight segue. But we we know many 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 teachers that have said to us when they were when they were at college when they were at university they were actually advised uh, if they didn't have a faith uh, to pop into the local uh, Catholic dispensary or whatever well, however it is they dispense Catholicness um, and, and and actually get into the whole. Get jiggy with uh, with, with <laughs> athleticness. So
2: yeah, that they can get already. they oh, can man. get
7: this after a year. They can get a stamp of approval from the the local dude in the pointy hat, and they increase their employment chances by about twenty percent. Wow, here.
2: that's it's a little bit sad mm. that, that, that kind it of takes selling that your, selling yourself out for. Uh, yeah, it's even worse because I had
0: the visual of putting, you know, one of these quarters in those vending machines, and you turn the knob, yeah, and it <laughs> <that's
5: laughs>
7: comes out your little Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or,
2: yep, you're little, a can. little crucifix. You get a, wa-
7: a wafer and a can of, a can <laughs> of red wine.
2: <laughs> a wafer. Oh, wow. oh
7: my goodness. Twenty percent. Uh, that's a, That's that's outrageous. Actually, it it is. So I so I tell you what, in in terms of you know I uh, I have this uh, this this story that I think you guys might be interested in. So. um... Can I, can I just explain why we have Catholic schools in the first place? By Definitely. all means, please at go into the history of it. All right. So in 1905, Alberta and, and Saskatchewan um, were both coming into confederation mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. And whilst they both get brought in under separate legislation, that legislation is identical. And that will become relevant later because there's some stuff going on in Saskatchewan that will impact Alberta and Catholic schools. Um, now, what happened? Wilfred Laurier at the time um, had another election coming up and he needed uh, the support of the Quebec Catholics Uh to win the federal election and of course at the time Catholics were concerned that it was basically the Anglicans the, the proddies that were expanding out west mm-hmm. and there was some concern with the Catholics um, that uh, you know the what happened happened in some way that Anglicanism would actually overtake in Canada and they would um, because there were only two religions a um, hundred years ago Protestantism and, and, and Catholicism you Every, everybody is else that is that just a say it? I don't know. Anyway, I think so, it's Catholicism. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so, Laurier uh, did a deal with Quebec saying that uh, in the, the newly formed provinces, that because all the public schools would likely be Protestant, um, that they would have enshrined rights to have what are called separate schools – so that um, uh, the Catholics could have their schools as well. And so that gets rolled into something called Section 17 of the Alberta Act. Um, Now, some people that are are, uh, legally uh, scholarly-ish will uh, will love this because there is this ongoing debate over whether Alberta has its own constitution or whether it's part of the Canadian constitution. Uh, The point is it actually doesn't matter. Um it, it's it's it all ends up part of the same thing legally. Uh so um let's uh, let's just I no i this is gonna be boring for just a second. So if any of your <laughs> listeners uh need to go to the washroom or do anything now's, now's the time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually read a couple of quotes. This is from the Hansard from nineteen oh five discussing The rights that separate catholic schools should have because most people get absolutely blown away by what the original intent of catholic schools were what people don't realize is in the constitution um it actually limits religious instruction to the last 30 minutes of the day because catholic schools were not meant to be catholic all day all the time it was just the last 30 minutes. So in the Constitution in uh, in Alberta, religious instruction in public schools and Catholic schools is limited to the last 30 minutes of the day. Clifford Sifton, Minister of the Interior, had this to, to say. And I always slip into this slightly exaggerated English accent because for some reason, this is how I think they spoke in 1905. So I apologise for that. By all means. Now... now what are the character? It might be um, um, Winston Churchillish. Uh. Now, what are the characteristics <laughs> of this school system? We have one normal school with uniform normal training for all teachers of all schools, separate and public uniform curricula and courses of study for all schools of the same grade, uniform textbooks for all schools, uniform qualifications of teachers for all schools, complete and absolute control of all schools as to their governance and conduct by the central school authority. Uh, I insert my quote here, not the the church notice mm-hmm. set up by the legislator under the ordinance is complete secularization this is 1905 mm-hmm. and this is the word they used complete secularization of all schools between nine o'clock in the morning and three thirty in the afternoon except that any school if the trustees so desire may uh, may open the school with the lord's prayer Then, where there is a public school, the minority Protestant or Roman Catholic may organize a separate school, but every separate school is subject absolutely to all the foregoing provisions and is in every sense of the term a public school. So, very clearly here, when they set up the provision for Catholic schools, they are are public schools. They are public schools in every way, shape, and form other than the last 30 minutes of the day when you have an option to teach either Protestant religious instruction or Catholic religious instruction. Um, now, I do have more quotes, but I just suddenly realized how boring that totally was. So I won't oh, read the others, like but I'll actually. provide them. I'll provide them. Um, and then you can stick them up on a website or we'll link to it on uh, on Twitter sure, or something sure. like that. Um, but the whole point is the Hansard in 1905 absolutely makes it clear that the whole point of the separate system was just so Catholics could have Catholic religious instruction in the last 30 minutes of the, of the day to, uh, to be separate from um, the Protestants so why is this important? so we did a deal uh, to have separate schools here in Alberta mm-hmm. because of the Catholics in Quebec well in the at the end of the last century, the Catholics in Quebec did a really interesting thing, and that was they actually amended their constitution and they got rid of separate schools.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should do that too in Alberta.
7: <laughs> so, but but we still have them here. It's But here's the other thing that changed was we actually got rid of all our Protestant schools. Now we just have public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we still have 400 fully publicly funded and protected separate Catholic schools. So the whole reason that we have them, Quebec, they're out of the deal. And the whole thing that they're supposed to be separate to, which is Protestant schools, we don't have anymore. So one wonders, why do we still have them? You know, what is it the Catholic schools are separate from? Reality is not really a great answer, by the
5: way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it is the correct one.
7: (laughs) Is
0: it it possible these uh, proponents of Catholic high schools and schools are just trying to
7: uphold a a tradition of nostalgia? Yeah, well, I, it, it's a whole mixed bag. Like, it, it is absolutely a mixed bag. There there are some people that are, this is our religion, this is our right, you know, hell, uh, you know the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket if the, if we don't keep having some religion, you know. We'll have, you know, bad things will happen in schools if we don't have gods there and all this what? good st- stuff. Um, but there are lots of people that... I don't think are even religious. And they just go, "Eh, you know, we've kind of always done it this way. Actually, I tell you what, it is sold here um, with the two systems. Um, It is sold um, completely falsely under two guises. One is that it creates competition and that that we have better education because of it. Yeah.
2: Um,
7: And also it creates choice because, you know, you can have one thing or the other I mean it, it is literally a choice between two things so as choices go it is the lowest possible choice hmm. you know you could have a choice of 15 things uh, but uh, uh, it, so it's only really a choice if you're Catholic or if you don't care that the system is Catholic
2: well, I know they uh, they use the when I was in Ontario I grew up in Ontario and they have a the Catholic fault i know i'll get over it (laughs) um they had the catholic school board as well yes public schools catholic schools yes the catholic schools were had the reputation of being a better school system than the public schools. More discipline. So, of course, me going to a public school, I was down and out. I was with the dregs of society. The people who went to the Catholic school across the uh, canal from where I lived, well, you know, I was on the wrong side of the tracks. They were on the right side of the tracks. Yeah. And that's the way it was treated in Ontario from, from where I grew up. So maybe that's kind of the same idea, I... yes the
7: same myth the yeah, same myth yeah. is perpetuated here the same brand I should say because mm. essentially it's branding on on the part of both the religion and the school system that somehow you know morals are taught yeah. in the Catholic <sighs> school yeah, and right. we don't te- we don't teach morals in the public school which is why there's so much fornication and <laughs> goodness knows yeah, have um, you seen Catholic school girls <laughs> yeah hey, trust me so <laughs> I, okay well, i I'll offer something up here. Um, my uh, my mum, uh, my mum was uh, 17 and straight out of a Catholic convent. And here I am, boys
5: and girls. <laughs> oh my gosh.
7: St <laughs> Luke. St <Saint> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Luke, um, I, I've got a quick question before yeah. you, you you carry on or something yeah. like that. Um I I am I I'm, I'm, I keep tripping on that thing that it, it says in the Constitution, essentially, uh, for, for the board, that it's a secular school until the last half hour of the day. It, the, was that carried on? Do they still follow that? Because I went to Catholic school as well in Ontario, just like Scott did.
2: And, well, I didn't. Well, public public school. School. I, 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 I went to public yeah, school. I hated Catholics. Yeah.
0: I told <laughs> you. I, I hated myself, too, at the time. <laughs> but we, we, were, we had... It wasn't religion taught at the end of the day, you know, it was taught, it was an actual class, like a subject during the day that you went in was religion. Now, I'm just wondering if in Alberta, they actually kept to the letter and are still teaching religion just at the end of the day, or they just decided to throw away that rule?
7: There is a common theme that uh, runs amongst the religiously devout, and that is that whatever they think their religion requires is above man's law. Yeah, of course. And uh, so there there are several answers to this, uh, all of which are um, they don't give a shit about (laughs) what it says (laughs) in in the Constitution. Um, So... So, uh, first of all, they invented something called permeation, which is not instruction, right? Permeation. Religious permeation is not religious instruction. Therefore, we can religiously permeate our schools all day long because that's not instruction. That's the first thing. That's the mealy-mouthed, fast-foot-tapping, dancing BS that they use to get around. That's like putting religious um, symbology all over the school. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. So, um, but the the funny thing is, going back to this whole uh, the the fact that I fell down this rabbit hole because of the Lord's Prayer. So, there is something called uh, Chapter Twenty Nine of the Northwest Territory School Ordinance that gets rolled into all this. Section One Thirty Seven Point One and Point Two. Um, one one part says. If um, uh, if uh, if the trustees want to uh, direct that a school open with the recitation of the Lord's Prayer, they can do so. Um, and then the next, the very next bit says uh, there shall be no religious instruction uh, other than the last 30 minutes of the day. Mm-hmm. So when we were at the public school and uh, they were making every kid pray every morning, uh, uh, even kids that didn't want to pray, wow. which is because, of course, um, freedom of religion trumps freedom from religion mm. in the head of the religious. Yes, so uh, at the Supreme Court, mind you, thank goodness. Um, so. Um, so where were we? Uh, where were we heading with this? Prayer. Oh yeah. So uh, so the 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 people that wanted the prayer would point to section one thirty seven point one, going there it is. It's in the constitution, and 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 we would go yes. Now look at section one thirty seven point two. No religious instruction as per the last thirty minutes of the day, but the same school is running a logos Christian religion program yeah. during the day. Yes. You know, and this is this it is this hypocrisy is so frustrating. You know, it's, it's like uh, you want it, you you want all this privilege when it's in your favor, but the moment and and we see this in the U.S. all the time, of course, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, they they want the Constitution, they demand all these constitutional rights, but the moment uh, that Constitution impacts their religious privilege, um, then they now, just now it's a bad cry. thing, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They cry persecution, and away we go. So, so something really, really interesting. Oh, hang on. Let me. So, let, let me just say. Here's how discriminatory and disgusting this is. So, first of all, any right-minded person is going to go. The state shouldn't be favoring one religion over any other religion, right? That's. Yeah. You, you have to be a fundamental Christian that lives and dies on this premise of Canada is a Christian country. And, <laughs> you know, if you don't live there, then, then really you have to accept that the state has to treat all things equally, you know. By the way, this is my, my favorite thing. This country was founded on Christian values. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, we we, skip, we, we kept, kept the natives. We, uh, yeah, we, we killed kept, indiscriminately.
7: Came over, we raped. We yeah, stole. We conned, and then we treated the uh, the, um, the 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 First Nations people like crap for a few centuries. Yeah. And the, there you go. There's your Christian. There's your Christian values. values. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I digress. Um. So. The, the 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 ontario um school system was challenged at the united nations human rights committee wow. level um in 97 or 99 and the human the united nations human rights committee actually came back and said uh no you can't have a school system that uh where uh, one religion is favored by the state that literally uh fails the United Nations declaration on human rights. Mm-hmm. So so uh, and and Canada's own Supreme Court has said if it wasn't for the special exception that exists in our constitution for this you'd never be able to do this the 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 catholic school system as it is would be completely unconstitutional it, it fails the charter in every way possible. So it 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 isn't. There is no fairness argument. There is no it's right argument. There is only through some fluke of history we have this awesome privilege and we'd like to keep it. Thank you very much. But here's the problem. Here's how we fund um, uh, students in Alberta, because it's slightly different than BC. Um, you guys, uh, you guys fund your public schools. You know, one hundred percent. I think it's about eleven and a half thousand a year, and you fund your private schools, I think fifty percent. So a Catholic school will get fifty percent uh not uh that eleven and a half thousand is split, it's about four thousand that goes to uh buildings and of the remaining seven and a half, eight thousand, a Catholic school or a private religious school would get about fifty percent of that. Mm -hmm. Um so they're getting about four thousand about four thousand dollars a year, something like that. In Alberta Catholic separate schools get 100% of the money that we spend. So $12,000 per student per year. Um, whereas a private school does get 70% of the 8,000. I hope this is making sense yep. of the money that's operational. So a a if you are a Sikh family with three kids and you want your children to get a Sikh infused education, or Mormon, or Muslim, or atheist, Astafarian. for that matter, you would have to go to a private school, um, where you would get somewhere in the region of five thousand dollars a year from the state for your family to have a religion-infused um, education. But if you're Catholic, you're getting twelve grand a year. You're seven grand a year ahead from the state yeah if you if you've got three kids and you're Catholic and you want your kids to get a Catholic education and you're Sikh and you have three kids and you want your kids to get a Catholic a Sikh education the state actually favors the Catholic family by quarter of a million dollars wow that, yeah, no, uh, that's not no.
2: that's not right
0: no it's not no. fair it, it, like he said it's 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 an accident of history and they still have that and what you were saying essentially is for cooler heads to prevail if we were to eliminate this mistake we'd have to actually amend the constitution itself
7: yes
2: wow
0: which yes. is very dif-
7: difficult to do to begin with
2: no, 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 no! It's not. Okay, Stop. okay. Enlighten me.
7: Enlighten me. <laughs> no, this is another myth. Oh my god! Hang on. So, so someone <laughs> needs to remember that we're we're going to talk about um, uh, amending the constitution here because it just reminded me that we missed something, and I just want to circle back on it. Okay. Is is Catholic education better than public school education? <laughs> um, first of all, um, the the answer is in some studies. Yes. Um, But there's an awful lot of studies where the answer is also no. And then because because the Catholic school system is so moral and so all about doing the right things, they pull some serious chicanery on the statistics to skew them in their favor. And it's something called full cohort and partial cohort. And, and and so let me give you an example. Let's say you've got 100 students in a Catholic school, 100 students in a public school. What they'll do in the Catholic school, when it comes to doing their PATs, for example, or whatever it is that we're measuring, in the Catholic school, a higher percentage of those kids will actually take the exam. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say in the Catholic school, 97 out of the 100 students in that year will take the exam. In a public school less kids will actually take the exam. Less of them will show up for the exam or will take the exam for a number of different reasons. And when the Catholics produce their education results and when they publicize them, and you can go to Edmonton Catholic Schools, their own website, and you can pull up this information, what they'll do is they'll give you a comparison between the total score that the 100 kids in their year, the average that they got of those 100 kids, of which 97 took the test, yes. and compare it with the overall average, and I'm trying to remember whether that's my mode, mean, or meanie, <laughs> median, um, of the 92 kids in the public school that took it. So they don't compare actual exam results no they, they don't compare. the average, average of the exam results they compare the average of kids that took it or didn't take it because wow. it actually works out wow. in their favor so there's all kinds of chicanery that goes on now even if you actually compare like for like in edmonton um the 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 uh, edmonton catholic school district is below average in over half of their results well so i, do, I, I don't know i i hear that it's supposed to be better but i think <laughs> i think it's one of those myths that's just perpetuated yep. like you know catholic school kids are more moral and and more this as well and the other thing that i will say is if you talk to anybody here Everybody involved in education in Alberta knows that the Catholic schools will turn away problem kids and problem families and coded coded kids, kids that are going to be expensive. They will turn them away because they can. And that leaves public public school school system system to absorb those children. Has to take everybody. Mm. So when you compare these results, you're not even comparing like for like. So. Any comments on that before we go back to how we amend the constitution? No,
0: I think
2: that, you've that sounds that. that sounds an awful lot like what I experienced in Ontario going yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you know, back in the eighties, I, I was in high school, and that's exactly it. We had the problem kids in my high school.
0: Yeah, because they, they were in my school.
2: Well, they didn't have them <laughs> in the Catholic school across the way. The Catholic school is more of an academic school. Yeah, we had the shops. Well,
0: you should. Right? The, the the kids in my school, a lot of them were problematic. They were just. They had parents with more money, and they were just well uh, hidden. Yeah, you know, yeah. Exactly.
2: And, and What really pissed, man. And I'm sorry, I'm going to bring this up because this is something that pissed me off from day one. My school had the shops. Now we had a full academic. We had a full, we had a big high school. But for some reason, the Catholic high school across the way, across the uh, the uh, canal, they had the public pool, which was part of their school campus. They had the theater, which was mm. part of their public school or part of their Catholic school campus. So whenever there was theater in town, guess where the theater was done? Right at the Catholic high school. Um, they had all of these opportunities. They had an air-conditioned school. We didn't have an air-conditioned school.
0: And you, you can totally tell because to this day, Scott cannot pretend to drown properly.
2: <laughs> no, he didn't no, have no, the pool nor the theater. I never learned to swim properly. which got me out of a lot of stuff in the military because I got to do the kiddie pool. Right? Okay,
0: I, so let's get so, back into the Constitution part of it.
7: Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you remember the Constitution part. I've just remembered something yeah. else. <laughs> in so, here's, the, here's the other thing. And here's the thing that pisses me off here Catholics pay for Catholic education. No, they don't. We do. So, <laughs> every, the, the majority comes from non Catholics, and you're forced to pay it. So, we have a, this thing over here um, called property tax. You probably don't have it in Vancouver because no one could
5: afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're
2: all living in their
7: RVs. Yep. Um, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, on on our property tax forms, it actually still says, would you like to direct the education portion of your property tax, which I think is about 50% of it, um, to the Catholic school or to the public school? Right. And then Mm -hmm. you check where you want it to go. Now, uh... This is completely meaningless. The fact that this exists on the property tax forms, and the fact that all the municipalities in Alberta have to put this on their forms, and then count kind of the answer to what who who checked what, is completely irrelevant because the money just follows the child here, right? One one way or another, wherever the kid goes, eight thousand dollars goes.
0: Yeah.
7: The other four thousand dollars is just the government building new schools. Right? So, wherever the kid goes, $8,000 go goes. Um, so, where you direct property taxes is completely irrelevant unless um, you're the Catholic Church and you want to perpetuate this illusion that Catholics are paying for Catholic education. So, we actually foiped these numbers um, uh, to find out Okay, if we actually tallied up, do Catholics pay for Catholic education, what What do these numbers work out as? And they come out pretty uh, pretty interesting. It turns out that the, uh, the average amount of directed property tax per public student in Alberta is just over $4,000 a year. Um, the average amount of directed property tax per Catholic student in Alberta is less than $1,500 a year. So we've got a two and a half thousand dollar shortfall on the directed taxes from property tax before we even start. We've got 170,000 Catholic students. That's $420 million that we, the people, through our government central, central pot, we've got to kick that in just to get the Catholic contribution up To the same level that the public uh, contribution is up, so we've got to kick in four hundred twenty million just to get them to four grand.
2: Wow! And don't forget, this was a business.
7: We're going to kick in another eight grand per kid. Uh, But the argument is, yeah, but twenty-seven percent of us are Catholics. Well, you know, not all Catholics go to Catholic school either. So, (laughs) Uh, and no one else has the opportunity to. To do this anyway, and if, a so, pol-
0: and if a politician in Alberta was to say, "I need four hundred million dollars in tax money for whatever project," he or he, she would probably just run out of town.
2: Oh,
7: it's 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 absolutely insane. I was going to say it, if this was, it,
2: was a really business. Is- you you would shut a business down if it was running like that. You would look at no, that. It's- go on. You would look at that segment of the business. Let's say, call the entire provincial school system a business. And you see that one side of that business is losing that kind of money, or is is shortfalling that kind of money. You would actually look at it and say it's time to shut that down. Yeah, yes, you would. That's, that's costing us.
7: Right? Now, now to be fair, and it's it, it gets a little bit complex. I, I will say, you know most of those students would would ultimately still get educated within a public system one way or another so we would still pay for them Mm -hmm. the whole point is catholics don't pay for catholic education non-catholics subsidize it by a very big sum of money but to your point because you are exactly right running two duplicate non-cooperative systems does waste a lot of money yeah we think We think that sum of money is about $200 million a year. And $200 million a year wasted to favor one religion over and above all others taken out of the education fund, taken out of the classrooms, that's that's a lot of money. You know, that's a lot of teachers. It's a lot of new that's, schools. That's a that's, sick that's,
2: way of doing things. This 200
0: million, does that count? also account for like, uh, the bureaucracy, the government uh, administration of uh, all this uh, Catholic school system as well?
7: Yeah, we, well, this this is difficult because no one will give you the numbers. Okay. Um so I I will tell you I've been involved in this now I think for some like 7 years. I think the numbers higher than quarter of a billion. The best numbers we think we can reasonably substantiate are 200 million. But there are people here including politicians that will say no there's no there's no cost saving. There's no cost saving here. And you go so so recently uh, I'm assuming it happened out west as well. Um Best Buy closed <laughs> all the future shop stores. Yes, right. Yeah. Right. Now, here's the thing. Uh if I want electronics, um I I still seem to be able to be able to get electronics in my town. I, I still have not only do I have Best Buy, but I have there are other electronic stores in my town as well. Mm-hmm. Um and so Best Buy is a business got rid of all these duplicate stores. In all these towns, and yet still manages to actually provide this wide choice of electronics to everybody in the town, um, but they cut their overheads and increase their profits. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. That's the that's the same as us here. Um, putting two schools. So I live in Saint Albert right now. We are building. I, I will send you these photographs because you you have to tweet them out. Or, um, they're building two new schools. But the, the, the way that, of course, religion works is every time you get a new neighborhood, um, the Catholics want a new school in that new neighborhood as well. And we, we're trying to push initiatives here saying the first school in every neighborhood should always be a public school. Mm-hmm. And then if there is, if we're going to do this separate school thing, then at least, you know, make the Catholic school the second one. Um but it never happens. So we actually build two brand new schools. Oh my God, really? Right next to each other. They're right what? next to each oh other. It's completely God. bonkers. What a waste um, of money. Yes. Wait, so they're not fact,
1: even like sep like separated so you can catch more students?
0: Exactly. I mean, you, the one school might be enough to serve the, the population of this new neighborhood, and you have yep. two schools that are going to be
3: wow, barely empty, well,
0: pretty
7: much empty. That's whereas, whereas what we could do is we could put the second school could go in another neighbourhood. Yeah, another well, neighbourhood could well, be yeah. better serviced with a local school. Hey, and guess what? Now we're not putting kids on buses and bussing them past schools that they could walk to because the school either has a cross or doesn't have a cross, which is completely mad. Hmm. Holy anyway, so I uh, there was a great quote from the old superintendent of Red Deer Public Schools who... Was trying to be very political and very, um, was actually trying not to be contentious at all, but he accidentally said something that was brilliant. Um, in this, this stretch of, of northwest Red Deer, they're building three new schools they're building a francophone um. Catholic school, a Catholic school, and a public school, and they're all next to each other. Wow, and and <laughs> there, there was this whole thing. Oh, actually, a little bit of gossip here, so let's uh, we'll, we'll throw some gossip into today's <laughs> thing as well. Um, so so what happened was. Uh, there was an initiative for the public school and the Catholic school to share share the sports field share busing share this share that and it seems like a really great idea because even if you're going to do this whole stupid thing we might as well be the most efficient we can because the alberta catholic school trustees association has actually had a policy uh, for 20 years now uh, to not share things right the, the alberta catholic school trustees association does not want to share schools or busing they don't want the catholic kids with the public kids because well,
2: we of wouldn't want the mixing that's right yeah yeah cri- critical thinking <laughs> they might or something. they
1: might talk about like <laughs> evolution or like Proper sex ed.
2: <laughs> yes, well, I, I, I'll give
7: the Catholics their. They, they've got evolution down. That's good. Um, al- although, if you go back far enough, they still have a problem because you can't have original sin and evolution. <laughs> but anyway, yep. uh, a conversation for another day. So, the, the, they're building the, 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 the schools, and the public school board is voting on whether to be part of this joint program. And they're right down to going, yeah, we're going to do it because sharing makes sense to us. And then someone introduces into the board meeting the fact that the Alberta Catholic School Trustees Association has this policy where it won't share things. And they go, well, this isn't good. Uh, if, why, we're signing up to be tied into an agreement where basically a bishop could veto a public education initiative. So they say, no, they they vote against sharing uh, being a part of this program. Mysteriously... About two days after this vote takes takes place, a new special emergency education board meeting is called. That's held eight days later, <laughs> after this this non-sharing vote. Uh, this this board meeting takes about fifteen minutes. They vote on four things. There are no speakers. Nothing is introduced. Into, um, into not evidence, but into, no, no, no information is introduced for consideration. No one speaks to any issues. And they suddenly reverse their vote. What? Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> strange is it not would, the word here. Yeah. Well, it looks something like um it my my guess and i want to tiptoe a little bit here uh but it, it looks suspiciously like potential government involvement looking something like it would be a shame if something were to happen to that nice new bright chinese school of yours <laughs> <laughs> um, wow yeah 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 it's amazing it's amazing what goes uh, what goes on here about this um Luke, anyway, Luke, we're we're running against
0: the clock here. So let, let's go back on that constitutional question that we, we were asking about. You, you, were, you were saying you, you wanted to debunk the myth that it's difficult to change yeah. the, on the constitutional level.
7: So, so there are different kinds of constitutional amendment in Canada. If you want to amend the constitution in a way that impacts another province, then you have to do – I can't remember what it's called – but then you have to do the whole – fancy pants uh constitutional amendment where you got to get two-thirds of the provinces and half the people in all the provinces to all vote and then you can but that's that's a constitutional amendment that affects canada yeah when you have a constitutional amendment that only impacts your province uh an incident education is the sole purview of the province mm-hmm. um you actually, uh, you just get a rubber stamp from the Feds. So what can happen right now in um, in Alberta, we have an NDP government, uh, not the same NDP government that you've got, by the way. Uh, apparently there are some differences between the two. Yes. <laughs> uh, cheers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they have differences of opinion I, for sure. I, uh, I, 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 I would cheers you with a glass of wine, but I don't have any here. <laughs> audience <laughs> um, uh, is not going to understand this joke but that's okay, oh, okay. so um uh, but anyway uh so we have a majority government here to change the constitution to disestablish separate schools here in alberta um all that would have to happen is the government would have to pass a motion uh saying that we don't have to have a plebiscite here in alberta uh, so they just passed that motion. They've got a majority government. That's done. And then they would uh, then they'd pass a, another piece of legislation saying that they want to disestablish a separate school system. They have a majority government. They whip their guys. Uh, it passes. It goes to the feds. Um, it goes to uh, the House of Commons, the House of Commons votes on it, it goes to the Upper House, the Upper House votes on it. For those that care about details, the Upper House doesn't have to vote on it, they can send it back to the Commons and the Commons can vote on it. Again, the point is there are two federal votes. In the history of Canada, the Feds have never refused a constitutional amendment that only impacted... That province. It is a rubber stamp. So if you have a majority government, then it's a a done deal. And I should just ask, I should just uh, finish this with, keep your eye out, kids. What happened in Saskatchewan is a court case called Theodore, where the Court of Queen's Bench ruled last year that... It was unconstitutional for non-Catholic kids to get public funding to go to Catholic schools because they were separate schools intended just for Catholics and they're taking money out of the public system. Um, Brad Wall, who is a Christian ex-premier, invoked the notwithstanding clause to overrule the Court of Queen's Bench. It's going off to the Court of Appeal, then it's going off to the Supreme Court. In six years' time, the Supreme Court, give or take, is going to say whether non catholics students can receive public funds to go to Catholic schools, the answer is almost certainly going to be no and an awful lot of Catholic schools are suddenly going to become very financially unviable Um, there you go
0: Goodness gracious! Wow! Thank you so much for illuminating us on all this, Luke. This is um, beyond what I knew of the, yeah, and and the scope is much greater than I I, I thought I knew about this. Uh, if people want to learn more and help you guys in your efforts in Alberta or anywhere else in the country, where can they reach you?
7: Um, well, so my uh, my personal my personal Twitter social media thing is according to Luke. Um, so that's according, number two, Luke. You can get me on Twitter or on Facebook on that. Our Facebook group is called A Pupil A-P-U-P-I-L, Albertan Parents for Unbiased Public Inclusive Learning. Um, that's a great group. There's also another great group called OurIdea.ca, which is actually led by an a, a Christian ex-education minister here. To disestablish the separate school system, and can I also give a plug to um, the Alberta Secular Conference that is going on this May in Calgary? Google um, Google the Alberta Secular Conference Ooh. in May. Lots of great speakers going on uh, there as well.
0: Fantastic! Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely, you can totally plug that in. Thank you so much, Luke. Before I let you go, I gotta have you say hi. I'm Luke Feiffer, and I took a left
7: of the valley. Hi, I'm Luke Fevin and I took a hard left at the valley. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our friend uh, Luke
0: Fevin. Why not? this guy just amazing. Amazing knowledge of all this stuff. I I I could see politics in this guy's face. I, I want to go change
1: the constitution now, guys. <laughs> Let's go change the
0: constitution. <laughs> sure. And what kind of school do you think we should have?
2: Pasta fairy. There we man. go. Past now we're talking. I yeah. think that we should make it. We should do a big a big push to get the Catholic school board out and get the Pastafarian school board in.
5: Mhm.
2: Think about it. Fridays off. Yeah. Right, because Fridays are a holiday. Yeah. Well, totally. actually, almost every day Instead is a holiday. You can have Taco Tuesday <laughs>
0: and Spaghetti Wednesday.
2: Yes, there you <gasps> I go. I didn't know about Spaghetti right? Wednesday. <laughs> every day could be Talk Like a
0: Pirate Day? Yeah. Yeah, you could have pirate class. Oh. Pirate class.
1: Of <laughs> 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 Asti <Avasty>, Scurvy <laughs> Dogs. It, you, you could choose, you can, you can take French or Pirate. <laughs> I'll take Pirate, thank you. Yeah, I'd take French. Oh, learn
6: goodness
0: it. gracious.
2: A you Scurvy dog. It only works you if, do, if you have a good aboard. <laughs>
0: Time for my rant. The federal government announced it was going to help subsidize the press this week. And already the tweets from the conservatives are hitting the fan. Al Gore once said that the press is like the immune system of a democracy. It keeps disease stories at bay. When the fifth estate fails, you end up with a sick, corrupt democracy. And you really just have to turn your gaze south of the 49th parallel to see a glorious example of this. Does any advocate and skeptic today look upon the American press as a reliable source? Heck no! I even heard many Americans would rather turn to the BBC or the, even the CBC when it comes to getting accurate information. Back in the days of St. Reagan, the actor-president dismantled the laws governing the press. It was no longer necessary to tell the truth in the US. What made the news is what sells. Fast forward 34 years, and the term fake news is not even used to point out erroneous claims, but to shut down conversation that doesn't allow or doesn't follow the narrative. False news has become big business, and the average Joe doesn't even know what's true anymore. They are now sheep. They're manipulated by cons... To try to keep other con-men in power. So why are conservatives in an uproar over this? Sure, they bellow out the Big Brother scare and how government will interfere in what's published, but that has never really happened in Canada. Government has always been beyond arm's length in those matters. They will try to tell you that privatization is best and that the businesses can't survive on its own, then it should die. Really? You want the press to be a for-profit model? How well did that work in the U.S.? or even your local town. The local paper has become little more than a flyer. They have no reporters, and if you don't purchase advertising, good luck getting a story published unless it's a murder. No, the conservatives are angry at this because they try to control the narrative. We've seen this in the US with Fox News, and their attempt to bring it up here in Canada with some news, which later became rebel media. The right-wing underestimated Canadians. It seems we prefer the truth over partisan politics. Now, you might be asking yourself, why are conservatives so preoccupied with all this? Is it because they are true blue conservatives that despise government and embrace free markets? Like they shout at you when they rally with heavily subsidized big oil and ask government to regulate regulate u- euthanasia or abortion? Doubtful. It's because they're a dying breed, and they know it. Most conservative voters are in the senior population. They've seen the sign of the young progressive generation that follows, and the numbers prove it. Today, it's almost impossible for the Conservatives to actually win an election unless the turnout is low. And that's why they hate the press. It's a lot easier to muddy the waters, confuse the electorate, and create apathy amongst an uninformed or misinformed population. That's how they win. They cannot destroy the Fifth Estate. People wouldn't stand for that. But they can recreate it in their own image, and they will try. So it's up to all of us to stop them and allow the immune system of our democracy to stand strong and do its job. And that takes us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show, guys. I really appreciate you uh, joining us, as usual. Um, Next week, we'll have our big show with Dr. Del Rey and Dr. Veronica D'Rance, and we're going to bring the science to the whole LGBTQ attacks that's been going on, even in the school system, as we we were talking today. And in March, we'll be talking to Rebecca Fox about cartoons, and we'll also have... Ira Pastor of the Biomimicry Institute. That oh, I'm should be so excited about that. That's going to be a good show. Our old friend Christopher DiCarlo is coming back to see us on the 17th on St. Patrick's Day, and he'll be talking about how he was refused tenure twice as university professor for being an atheist.
1: Seriously? Absolutely. And this is yep. in Ontario. Wow.
0: And then on the 24th, we'll be talking to Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast. He's a, he's got a great show. He's got a great voice, and it's, I highly encourage you guys to check out this show. And at the end of the, mar- uh, the the month of March, we'll be talking to Ethan Siegel about the science of Star Trek.
1: Oh my gosh! Star- I, I'm cool. I I'm excited problem for this is, I feel like a horrible nerd because I haven't watched any Star Trek other than the new movies
0: oh really That's I okay. know we'll
2: learn. I we haven't, going I up, haven't we're going either to, you. to be fair that.
1: I grew up on Stargate yeah,
2: so yeah, we're, well, gonna and you, <laughs> we're gonna teach <laughs> you we're gonna show you the granddaddy of sci-fi okay. TV
1: don't get her
0: started on starting. <laughs> <No. laughs> and, of course, on the beginning of April, we have singer-songwriter Shelly Siegel. She's
1: amazing. That's going to come
0: and talk to us.
1: You guys should just go listen to her music so it's all ready.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you listened to the show last week, you know exactly what we're talking
6: about. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: Uh, you can follow us on f- um, uh, leftatofvalue.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. You can send us an email, dot You Send you us to Nancy, who's not here this week, on the third floor. <laughs> and don't forget to follow our little sister show, Tyler, our friend Tyler Laguerre, and Kevin Swoski at "So You Think You're a Skeptic?" on Facebook Live. Anything else I need to mention? And and
1: <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking how long you'd wait. Harry Potter.
0: oh yeah, oh, Harry Potter, so of course.
1: Or no, I'm actually changing it. Go watch Black Panther. It's amazing Yeah coming
6: out This weekend I need to see some-
1: Yeah It's amazing It's so like, good just, just go
2: watch it guys Yeah <laughs> it. I, I, I've just been into Longmire for the last the yeah while right but spe- Specifically
1: Westerns. go Opening weekend So that they Get the revenue So they're like Oh we should oh, yeah. do More movies like, like this yeah. exactly. yes. I guess I Like, go to like the they're anymore. gonna be Starving
0: like they're Out on Netflix starving. Uh,
2: <laughs> or, or I wait till I can cheat down
0: <gasps> how could you the Scott and a was looked
6: that one coming? <laughs> thank you so much
0: guys until next time
3: best to keep it on he money too much know that they love the kids how the we while they we're teaching them to respect them. respect them. Fuck that. The system is broken down, working backwards, and the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec do don't mean it sounds so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful that many atheists are told to be. Skeptic and non believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith. And unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed